everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Octavia Gilmore, AKA the Millennial CEO, is the founder and chief creative officer of Creative Juice, a creative design, marketing, and branding agency with clients including the Home Depot, Cox Enterprises, Medtronic, and Atlanta Habitat for Humanity. She is also the owner of Midnight Wave, a swimwear and fitness line. On this episode, we chat about how Octavia launched Creative Juice after a year of working in corporate, and why being raised within a creative family sparks her passion to become a creative preneur. And we hear what it takes to build a marketing and branding business, why it's important to reinvest into your brand, and the importance of being a lifetime learner in your craft. Let's welcome Octavia Gilmore. Hey, welcome Octavia, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well, very well. I'm like, so excited to interview you, and I just love to deep dive into all that you've been doing, um, just going out, like, taking risks, like, building your brand, um, you know, and being, to me, unapologetic. Like, you're, you're, you're doing a lot of great work um, in the creative space, and I'm so glad that you could share some of your wisdom here for our listeners. Um, so, to get into it, I like to know... Where are you from, and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? Sure, that's a great question. So I currently live in Atlanta, but I'm originally from Jersey. That's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. I come from, so all of my family is, like, super creative, like, artistic. They can paint, draw, sculpt, just, like, really creative people, and none of them really pursued a creative career. Um, so mm. I'm, like, kind of took that and monetized it as a career. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say back in the day when I was like seven, my uncle used to do these illustrations and my um, aunts and uncles and my mom and stuff had like a screen printing uh, equipment in my grandmother's basement. And they used to screen print his designs on t-shirts and they would sell it at the church. So it was like religious t-shirts that say like, God is good. Um, so that was kind of my first introduction into entrepreneurship they don't currently still do it unfortunately but that was a great opportunity for me to see like leveraging your creative talent emphasizing them beautiful so that was that was all you needed was a lens into that you know and we don't realize how much that like impacts us um because it's to show that it's possible you know right so that was that's definitely dope, and I, I can attest to that. I have a family full of same things, a lot of creatives, a lot of things, and I think it's just we're on this wave of like go start your business, blah, 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 but that wasn't I don't think as celebrated mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the day like it is now. So it's good that you know you got to take that to build a legacy, you know, because your family already was doing it, but you know now you're you're carrying the torch. So that's amazing that you're doing that. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So awesome. Now, um, I have a trivia question. So I like to know, would you rather like host like an annual 
soiree for different graphic designers um, where you often just like celebrate your wins. You probably have like some awards there, but you also have fun. Or would you rather work on all the graphic design, web design for Rihanna's album that we're waiting to come out whenever it's going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. I would probably go with the Rihanna route. Um, I really love her, her brand, what they represent, what she represents. I just watched some of her like Cinti fashion show mm-hmm. and just her, um, Ability to be all-inclusive of different races and genders and backgrounds, that's something that we pride ourselves at Creative Juice. So if you look at my team, I I have around 13 people now of all different races, uh, genders, nationalities, stuff of that sort. So we're just really big on diversity and having an all-inclusive environment. So I think that my agency working on her album would be in alignment with what she represents as a brand. So I think it would be a good fit. And then of course, pro- you know, open more doors for us as a company. So I would, I would choose that one. <laughs> nice. I love that. And yes, I saw your site. I love that. I, I love that you have even different like ages, like nationalities, like genders, the women are representing. <laughs> like I love it. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty dope that you had that in mind. Um, especially just even, you know, as a millennial, younger person, you know, we think, oh, we just want something like our age, our demographic. And it's like, no, like you have to expand, you know, sometimes like, cause you need diverse perspectives because we live in this type of society. So, um, and that could even be even from, even if you were focusing on, say, just the culture alone, there's so many, so much diversity even within, like, our own culture, you know? So right. it's great that you um, focus on that. Yeah, I saw someone on your team. I forget her name. She's from, like, Barbados. I love Barbados. <laughs> I love that. Where her family is. And I was like, okay, that's so true. You got to touch everything in there. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. And um, so tell us, what is Creative Juice? Creative Juice is a um, branding, marketing, and web design agency, mostly made of millennials, um, but we use our diverse backgrounds and kind of just coming from different walks of life to create outside of the box and more forward-thinking solutions for our clients when it comes to their branding, marketing, and web design projects. Nice, nice, nice. And what was your Eureka moment? Like, what was that point where you were like, I'm going to start this agency? I freelanced in college, and um, even after I graduated, I took a job at a large corporation as a graphic designer and still freelanced on the side. I just realized corporate America was, like, not for me. There was just too much politics, and I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. So I had enough money to pay my bills. So that's when I kind of just quit my corporate job and launched Creative Juice. And it pretty much got to a point where people always say, you'll know when to quit your full-time job. But I used to always say, well, how would you know? And they're like, you'll just know. And I'm like, but how? <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> if you have a side hustle and you're very passionate about it and you want to be an entrepreneur, you will know when it's time to quit your full-time job. It's like this burning fire deep down inside of you that you kind of can't ignore and then that's you know it's time to like seriously consider leaving and doing what what makes you happy and what you're passionate about so I would just say having that 
very short experience in corporate because it was not that long. It was like a year. And I was just like, you know what? I'd rather do my own thing, set my own schedule, right? Um, work on projects that I want to work on and stuff like that. And about six months into launching my firm, which was literally just me, I had too much work to do and I hired my first like contractor. So that's how I knew I was doing something right when I had too much work to handle on my own and I was able to add, you know, the first person to my team. So fast forward to today, you know, we're a full team of creatives consisting of designers, developers, copywriters, project manager, account managers, stuff like that. So we've just continued to grow. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, um, I can attest. I think I've only I actually had agency experience myself, um, and it wasn't like by it was by mistake, just by happenstance. And I was like, yeah, I I I didn't last but for six months. Like I was like, this is not for me. I was project manager, so it was like, yeah. Yeah, having to like be that middle person and whistle it's it's so much like that politics. So, um, it definitely is like I was like freeing to go on and do your own. I'm pretty sure from that, you know, type right. of environment because that's even more specific. Like not only corporate but agencies, like yeah. It it gets real. It gets real. <laughs> so um, awesome. And what were some of your challenges? Um, when starting your business? Um, I think the biggest challenge of all would be not knowing what you're doing and <laughs> having to figure it out as you go. So I never worked at an agency, but then I found myself running one, which was like, okay, what do I do? How do I price? How do I pitch? What does this mean? So really just figuring all that from scratch, figuring all that out from scratch, not having a business degree or MBA, right? I went to art school. My degree is in fine arts and graphic design. So having to really learn the business side of things was probably the most challenging. And now I'm at the phase where the company is sustainable, but my next challenge is how do I kind of scale this and get it to the next level? And that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the, the part, you know, that's hardest to envision, I feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> At times, like, where, how how can you take it? You know, you have, like, the gifts, but how do you now, you know, the business side alone, like, that is important, and um, and it's ever, like, changing. So, okay. um, so it's good that, you know, you constantly are doing that introspection um, with that. <laughs> I'm right. here right now. I'm still in the thick of it. Like, I'm more, like, brand, brand. But you have to think like, okay, but this this is a business, so like, what makes sense, you know? So yep. yeah, so that's amazing, awesome, awesome. And I like to know your three tips. So one tip in life, one in business, and one when it comes to like graphic design. I would say. Okay, so I would say a tip in life is to always follow your passion because the money's gonna come later. So just really figuring out your why and your purpose and using that to drive you with every decision that you make. So, like, for me, I have my own personal core values. And anything I do, if that isn't in alignment or anything I'm considering, rather, before I make a decision, I say, is this in alignment with my why and my core values? And that kind of guides me as my North Star 
from a business perspective, just being an entrepreneur, I would say my advice would be is to be resilient and just know that you're going to make mistakes, but you need to learn from your mistakes and not give up and just keep going. Or when it's time to give up, knowing when to give up and what that looks like, even if it means pivoting your business, right, or just doing research and realizing, hey, this isn't the market that I thought it was going to be. What else can I do? So not necessarily giving up on your entrepreneur journeys, but knowing when it's time to when an idea is pretty much dead and you need to move on to the next thing, that's really important. So having discernment. And then as far as graphic design goes, I think if you're an actual designer, really learning your craft and never stop learning. So um, I'm constantly learning as much as I can, reading articles, making sure I'm staying updated in industry, in the industry and like what's going on. And um, that keeps me sharp, right, and like ahead of the curve. So it's important that you're always, just working on your skill set, always learning and growing um, over time. You can never have enough information. Um, and even if you feel like you're an expert in something, there's always new technology or things coming out that you can still learn and become better at. So just keeping um, that in the back of your mind and always being open to just learning, growing, and getting to the next level in your career. Nice. I love that. I love that. And also with that, do you have, like, any, like, books you've read or like other like thought leaders you follow or programs you love to use or publications you read that keep you like abreast of what's going on and what's the latest with graphic design? Um, yeah, so I subscribe to um, Under Consideration. It's a blog and it's more around like branding stuff. So like when big brands redo their logos and stuff like that there's always articles to keep you updated on that i'm also pretty active on linkedin um, and just following different articles um on there in, in terms of marketing and branding um and then as far as just business wise i subscribe to like entrepreneur.com and um, some of the other websites so that could just be updated around what's going on in business, just so I know, um, especially, like, how the market is going. So, yeah, there's, like, a wide variety of different platforms or just, like, resources that I use um, just to make sure I'm keeping up to date with things. But th those would be, like, the main three that I focus on. Okay, awesome, awesome. I love those. And i like to know what – are your tips for funding? Like, what did you do? What were some of the things that you did to help, like, fund your business or even just maintaining or reinvesting into the business? What would be, like, say, like, your top, I would say, two tips on that? Yeah, so because I have a services-based business, I didn't really need much capital to start out. I just needed, like, my laptop, the Adobe software, and, like, Internet access. But as we have grown over time, um, as far as, like, being able to secure funding, whether it's a loan or something of that sort, I built a relationship with a bank. And, um, you know, it's one thing to open up a business account, but it's another thing to, like, have an actual banker that you communicate with who checks on you. So through building that relationship, I was able to, like, secure a line of credit for my business, um, especially, like, when COVID and things got a little bit slow. So I would say work on building a relationship with some type of bank. The smaller, the better. Um, so those, like, community banks, 
are like the more hands-on with you than if you looked at like a larger financial institution. So I would say that. Um, also continue like just to bootstrap. So I only take money out of my business to cover like my, you know, like my bills, like minimal and everything else I try to leave back in the business to kind of reinvest it to help us grow, whether it's like investing in new software or hiring a new employee. Um, so I would say do that. And, you know, prior to COVID, which might have changed things, a lot of people that I talk to or mentor are always like, well, I need to get an office and just in a rush to have overhead. And it's like, no, you should always keep your overhead as low as you can. Like we just, our lease of four years just ended and I opted not to renew it because everyone's virtual anyway, but that saved me like $25,000 a year. Oh, wow. So that affects my bottom line and that makes my business more profitable. So it's kind of just like, paying attention to where you're spending money and figuring out where you could cut costs and what's actually necessary. Granted, we had a great office and we loved it, but most of the time clients wanted us to come to them, you know? So it's like, we, we definitely use the office and clients came there, but we're able to kind of save that much money by just not having a physical office. And that has, like I said, drastically affected like how much we are from like how much profitability we have currently. Awesome. I feel like that was a great, great tip. And COVID has proven that with a lot of these businesses are reevaluating and they even need to go back right. to the office. So I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, some people probably want it for peace of mind, <laughs> want their own space for that reason. But at the end of the day, you got to retain, retain, you know? Yep. And so that is dope. All right. Awesome. And also, what is, like, what inspires you? Like, in life, I would say. I would say um, what inspires me the most is just the idea of me working hard and, like, never even imagining, like, where I would end up. So I'm, like, this young girl who just went for it, right? At 23, I just was like, sure, I'm going to start my own firm, right? And, like, seven and a half years later, I'm still here. I'm still standing. So during COVID, I don't even know the number of businesses that closed, but I know 470,000 black businesses closed indefinitely Mm -hmm. because of the effects of COVID. And just to look at Creative Juice and say, we're still standing is truly a blessing. So I would say that's kind of what inspires me, just not even fully understanding my own full potential if I really put my mind to something and work hard at it like where it could possibly take me and being open to that is kind of what drives me every day I love that I love that but what was that for you like what was that spark for you to like say I'm going to do this um (laughs) I always knew that I wanted to own an agency I just thought that I would do it when I was like 30 something Mind you, this is me talking to myself as, like, an 18-year-old, right? I'm like, oh, but you think that's so old. But then, I don't know, I just did not want to stay in corporate, and I was like, I can either stay here and be miserable, or I can leave and do my own thing and just see where that takes me. And, you know, granted, I'm younger at the time, right? Like, I don't have any kids or, like, super large financial um, obligations. 
So I was able to kind of do that because I'm really just supporting myself. I understand, you know, some other people might have different obligations where they need to be a little bit less risky. But I think being an entrepreneur in general, there is always going to be a level of risk. And we love to challenge, like, the status quo. Otherwise, we wouldn't become entrepreneurs. We would just do what everyone else is doing. So that just speaks to, like, your risk tolerance, again, the ability to be resilient, understand that you have to work hard, that it is going to have its ups and downs. It's not a steady paycheck that's going to come every two weeks. Like, sometimes you have anxiety because you thought you were going to close a big deal and you didn't, and now you're stressing about how am I going to pay rent for the office or pay my employees, and then, like, the next day, you might get a random call from a client who wants to move forward with something out of nowhere. So it's, like, very unpredictable, um, and you just have to be okay with that and, again, knowing that it's going to be ups and downs, but, and that's just part of the journey. And then really looking at, okay, what do you define as success? That's one thing I've struggled with. Like, people always ask me, what's your definition of success? I'm like, I really don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, because other people look at me and like, oh, you're successful. But I know for me, I have my own personal goals for mm-hmm. my business that I haven't met. So to me, I'm like, eh, I'm successful, I guess, but I'm not where I even want to be, right? So success is relative to who you are as a person. And one thing I had to learn was not to compare my journey to anybody else's because there's mm-hmm. not this path you could take to be successful. Like something that works for the next person might not work for you or work as easily for you as it did for them. And you have to be okay with that and just trust the process. Oh, yes, I definitely agree on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, literally, we have each have our own lanes like, that we are focusing on. I love to say it's, it's definitely relative. But right. like, oh, yeah, I like, you know, I want to look here. I feel like I'm literally still building a brand. But then it's like, no, like, I love what you're saying. I'm like, mm-hmm, that's good. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm just scratching the surface. But you're right. It's literally like, our biggest position is literally ourselves. So if we just focus on that, then, yeah, everything else, you know, falls into place as it may. But, yeah, I'm glad you made that point, you know, like we're each on our own journey for sure. Um, Awesome. And I also, we're Maven, so we're focused on a little black women that have their own businesses, have their own brands, um, but we also are about, like, giving back and, like, outside of ourselves. So how would you say you like to give? So i love for you, like, speak on that or, like, mentorships that you do um, to speak to, like, that and why that's important to you. Yeah, so I think that, you know, me growing up in an urban environment and not really having another person I could look to that owned a business to set, like, a stage for me or to piggyback ideas off of, Um, while I didn't have that and I still became successful, I think it's important that I am available to, you know, students who come from similar environments so that they could see someone who looks like them, who has faced similar challenges, still kind of make it out and be successful and get to this level. So because of that, we do have um, strategic partnerships with like the city of it. I'm sorry, Atlanta Public Schools, um, Next Generation Men and Women, shout out to them. We're very active Um, with that group as far as like providing internships to the students, doing mock interviews, resume reviews, stuff of that sort. Um, I I think it's really important that 
students can see, um, you know, the potential of them working hard and just really going after their dreams and goals and aspirations. So that's why I kind of do what I do. And I'm like the person that never says no. If someone reaches out to me and they want to just pick my brain, especially if they're younger, I have a little sweet spot in my heart for them, but I never typically say no because I'm always willing to give back and to help people because that's what I would want someone to do for me if I'm young and I'm just trying to, you know, figure things out. And if I could give you the the things that I learned that maybe took me two years and because I'm telling you now it'll take you one year, right, I'm shorting, shortening the time it takes for you to be successful because I'm telling you, okay, these are the things you need to look out for, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, having uh, being an entrepreneur is how you build generational wealth. Um, in your family, in your community. And I think if you look at, you know, the one percenters of the world, they're not going to be people of color. They're typically not women either. So we kind of need to change that um, dynamic so that there are more women and people of color who, you know, have influence, right, in a good way um, when it comes to just changing the the culture of our society and just creating more opportunities for diversity and exposure. And I think that the only way to do that is to continue to inspire the next wave of entrepreneurs. Like we're millennials and we're revolutionizing things, but the Gen Z, which is the generation after us, like they're even smarter than we were when we were their age. They're coming up with things. They were raised on iPads and like technology, right? Like we're mm-hmm. the generation that, we didn't have that, and then it came when we were, like, teenagers and stuff, and we adapted, but they were born with that. So just imagine, like, the access to resources and knowledge that they have readily available at their fingertips and them, you know, using their creativity and their minds to develop things that essentially will change the world. So I think it's important that I continue to share my story, continue to help, like I said, this next wave of entrepreneurs or just even like-minded um, entrepreneurs who, you know, I'm not saying I'll only help you if you're a teenager. You could be 56 years old wanting to start a business. I, you know, want to talk to you and kind of share my story to tell you what I've learned so that you could be successful. So I'm always willing to give back. Nice. I love that. I love that. I don't know if they um smarter than us. <laughs> Listen, because, like you said, we had to adapt. We were in both sides of the spectrum. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if any other generation could have this that. (laughs) My sister is, like, 14 years old learning how to code, and I'm just like, what? (laughs) Yeah, well, we still learn the same thing, too. We're doing one right there. (laughs) Because we were doing that during March days. People don't don't bring it back. (laughs) Yeah.
to utilize that information to keep it going. It's like we're probably the generation that really can't help keep it going because we, you know, were in it too, but understand what came before it. So it really is a good, um, it's a good time. It's, and it's good at what you're doing because it, it will provide so much context and just knowing, like, because I know, you know, with generations coming under us, it's also that socializing aspect as well. It goes beyond just, you know, what you know, it's like, how are you connecting? You know, how are you? And it, I feel like, you know, it's good that you're bridging that gap as well because that's something I feel like is important too. And we're getting back to that, I would say especially with what's happening this year. Um, but I love that, you know, you're you're making that a point. And even with, like you said, it doesn't matter if you're younger or even older. Again, it's like bridging that gap. It's, everything's changing and needs to be informed. So, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Awesome, awesome. Um, and I have one last question. Um, I have what I call a rise, shine, and grind song. So it's like a song where, you know, I don't want to get up. I'm like, uh Today's a rainy day. I don't have time. I don't want to. I want to sleep in. Um, but I play this song and I'm all good. So my song is "Diva" by Beyonce. Okay. So I like to know what your rise, shine, and grind song is. Um. Hmm. I will say when I'm like not in the best mood i typically listen to controller by drake <laughs> oh and wow that in a good mood because it just feels like summer vacation vibes mm-hmm. carefree just having a good time and that always seems to like get me going and cheer me up when i'm feeling down so i would say drake controller nice i like that yeah drake makes you feel like free like he likes to paint a picture for you make you feel like you're somewhere else Right. Um, yeah, sometimes he, I don't know if he lives it, but he, he sings it. He raps it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I can't even lie. I'm thinking now, like, I realize I'm, I'm like a Drake fan on a low and didn't realize it. And you realize this stuff once you do their playlist and you know, like, every single song on the playlist. Right. So, yeah, like, that one is definitely good. Um but all right, oh my gosh, I would love to like talk with you longer. And even some of these questions, I was like, oh, I want to ask this and that. But um, this is a definitely a great, great interview. Um, I love all the gems that you dropped in this interview, and I just want you to let our listeners know how they can best reach you and learn more about Creative Juice, and you know, like see how you can collaborate or you know, see what what's going on with you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to um, have spoke with you today and share the things that I've learned. Hopefully, your listeners, I've helped them or they've learned something and they've found value from this interview. So thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, so let us know where we can reach you, um, care more about what you're doing with Creative Juice, like, and then, like, any of your um, social media pages, like, how can we best reach you? Sure. So please follow me on Instagram. My handle is the millennial underscore CEO. And then if you want to follow Creative Juice, our um, Instagram is it's Creative Juice, all one word. 
And then I also have a bathing suit line, which is my side hustle. <laughs> you can find us at Shop Midnight Waves on Instagram as well. Awesome, awesome. I checked that out. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you so much, Octavia. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned a great deal from Octavia. To keep up with the podcast, please follow us at Rare Maven Media on IG. Also, please like, share, and comment on this podcast if you loved it. And for now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?